Welcome to The Pillars, the podcast of the 363rd ISR Wing of the United States Air Force. I'm Chaplain Jim Bridgem. And I'm Dr. Jerry Walker. On each episode of The Pillars, we find a brief resilience topic so you can practically fix any potential roadblocks you encounter and finish a better wingman, airman, and leader. So let's dive in. What's today's topic? Today's topic is all about dealing with change. And this is one of my favorite things to discuss because change happens to us all the time. I mean, on on a micro level, we're dealing with change every single day. But as we proceed through life and we deal with these major life events, we're constantly having to change how we look at things, how we deal with things. And even if it's a positive event, like say, getting a new job or moving to a new location, buying a house, getting married, having a kid, that still comes with it a, a number of changes that will necessitate adaptation. I know this coming week I was supposed to go on a vacation, and Mm -hmm. it was canceled because of a totally valid reason, a a major storm. And when I see this major storm, for me, it was a big deal losing this vacation opportunity. Sure, because you've been looking forward to it for, like, months. But in context, these other folks are getting hit by a major storm, and Mm. I'm thinking, oh... So what's interesting is when change hits us, to some folks, it it's like, could be life-changing like a home. Mm-hmm. But another change might be just a shift in the vacation schedule, and that alone could also cause some stress some, and necessitate sure. internal change. And not to minimize, uh, like you're saying, what other people are going to have to experience with this storm, but uh, for you, you've been working towards this. It was a, a big, exciting event. It was an opportunity to relax. And just on the cusp of being able to take this vacation, you're so realizing, close. yeah, that it now may not happen. And so from a cognitive mindset uh, standpoint, I mean, that was such a shift that it's caused you a lot of stress. And I think that's a big part of what, what change actually does to us. It creates the stress because mm-hmm. we have an expectation or a belief that has now been violated by real world events. And so because of that, we get uncomfortable. And for some people, that fight or flight response kicks in. You know, they get real amped up, agitated. Maybe they get anxious. Um, and there's there's not a lot of good ways to deal with it uh, in that moment that, that will help you um, or propel you um, out of that into positive growth unless you, you know, follow a, a um, you know, very flexible path towards change. Yeah. I mean, not, not just in the moment, but approaching uh, life with a flexible mindset. Well, and what's interesting about it in this specific situation, this cruise, there's a large number of folks, same organization going. And for some folks, it's what you've described. The stimulus happened, mm-hmm. that, that change, and they go right to response. And it's an amygdala hijack. That <laughs> right. part of your brain has taken over and saying, oh my gosh, this is terrible. Woe is me. But the reality is we, we can influence it and find good choices between the stimulus and response which I know Covey talks about in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He says there's a stimulus. If you can identify that place between response, we're able to make a better better choice. So how do we do that? Uh, and that's a great point because it's not what happens to us necessarily. It's how we respond to it that makes all the difference. I mean, you'll, you'll talk to a wealth of people who've been through some horrific circumstances, but still they've come out of it um, with a positive mindset even better than they had been before and something we call post-traumatic growth growth. Yes. And there's a way that you can actually uh, respond to some of these challenging events to not just recover, but to 
come out better than you were before. One of the first things that I encourage people to do is to take action. So often when things happen that are contrary to our expectations uh, or our desires, we get into this woe is me Mm -hmm. cycle. And um, it prevents us from doing things that we might normally do. I mean, even as simple as taking proper care of ourselves. Maybe if we're feeling down and we're feeling anxious and uh, we don't have the energy that we used to. And so that now causes us to withdraw from other people or we don't feel like exercising that day. Well, those are things that used to bring us joy and make us feel good. And now we're limiting our access to those types of things, further compounding the way that we're feeling about this big life, potentially life changing event. So the first thing I tell people is you got to take action. The next thing is find support. Find people around you who maybe not who've been through this before, but who can lift you up and who can be there for you. One of the big things that um, you know I've found with people who are dealing with some of these change experiences, whether they're um, you know transitioning between jobs or you know they're getting married or divorced or having their first kid, is they feel a lot better when they they can talk it out with somebody who maybe has been through something like that or who can give them some practical words of advice or even some emotional support um, depending on what they need in that situation. The I think the worst thing people can do is just try to hold it all in and deal with it strictly by themselves. Yeah, And that action and uh, your response in community. Uh, before we began, I was telling you a little bit about Joseph Campbell. Mm-hmm. He is a mythologist who's passed away, but he did research looking at all myths worldwide and noticed that every one of them follows a fairly specific 17-step process. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting for those who want to look at the hero's journey, you can Google this. There are PBS specials from 30 years ago documenting this step, and you can actually follow your favorite movie. But what's interesting about it is there's a point in the movie when the hero is going through change, and what helps the hero is finding a mentor and finding friends Mm -hmm. to walk on the journey with them. They're taking that action, but they're finding people to support them in the journey. And sometimes you might see Lord of the Rings. That could be Gandalf. Or you might have another Jedi helping you grow. Or it might be someone like Frodo and his friend Samwise walking on that journey together. Mm -hmm. Or it might just be the act of helping someone else that... Um, maybe in Gladiator or a movie where all of a sudden the main character is helping another individual. Mm -hmm. So that said, all these movies show something that we have deep within our soul, a spiritual need, which is for someone to help us along our journey. Absolutely. And I I would say it's a biological need as as well. If you look from an evolutionary psychology perspective, there's safety in numbers. Absolutely. You you think back to the, you know, quote unquote, caveman days, our ancestors knew that when they were in danger and, and when something was threatening their survival, it would uh, behoove them to go back to their community to you know rally people around them for uh, protection and for survival and so I think you're, you're very right it's something that's ingrained deep within us that we we need other people to help us um, when we're going through something like that um, we may not be attacked by a saber-toothed tiger just walking down the street but there are other things that that can trigger a similar response um, so I think it's important that we build that that community around us not in the time of crisis, but in preparation. To recap, I, I encourage people to, to take action. You know, don't be a bystander in your own life when these th- when these things happen. Um, take action. Find support. Take good care of yourself. Um, and the next part is try to be flexible. And this can be difficult, especially for people who have a perfectionist perfectionistic mindset, who are planners and organizers, we like things in in neat blocks, and the blocks don't touch, and they align perfectly, and when something 
goes wrong, meeting runs late or, you know, they're, they're running late to drop off the kids or to get to work. It just throws them for a loop. Mm -hmm. Um, what I encourage those folks to do is take a step back, take some deep breaths and think, what is the significance of this? You know, how, how much does this really impact me? Is this going to matter five minutes from now, five hours from now, five days from now? Is this really that big a deal? Is it worth investing all these emotions and thoughts? And a lot of the times, uh, you know, that we were able to do this, we're able to stop ourselves in that moment. We're able to, to see more clearly that's really not that big of a deal. Yeah. Or reframe the whole situation. Uh, an example I've used previously is when Stephen Covey, again, Seven Habits, mm-hmm. one of my favorite books. For those <laughs> listening, I have my first book I purchased was The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teens when I was 12. Really? I was a super popular kid. <laughs> so anyway, this the illustration used by Covey is he was on a train in New York going from one place to another. Mm-hmm. And he saw these three kids who were just completely losing their minds and the father sitting there. And he's getting frustrated, increasingly frustrated with these kids who are causing such a great disturbance on the train. So he finally gets up after being frustrated and said, sir, can you please control your children? They're causing quite an uproar. And the man responds to Covey and says, you know, you're right, they are. But I guess they just don't know how to deal with it. I mean, me either. Their mom just died and we just left the hospital. And I guess I don't know how to deal with this either. Mm. Well, what a reframe of the situation where he's frustrated with kids being rambunctious. It turns out there had nothing to do with this at all. It was they're processing grief in different ways and they don't know how. So sometimes our situations, they might not be that significant. They might be dramatic, like moving a vacation. So minor in the grand scheme (laughs) of things. So reframing it and say, well, perhaps this is just part of my journey. There's a reason why I won't be there. Absolutely. I mean, perspective can be key, especially with some of these bigger life events. Correct. Uh, not to, to go into much detail, but you and I have talked before about how I've had some very major mm-hmm. life experiences happen just within the past 13 months yep. in my own life. Um, and I've had to reframe them as uh, an opportunity for growth, as an opportunity to learn about myself and, and about what I really want, what's really important in life. And I truly believe that I've come out a stronger person because of that, but it could have just as easily gone the other way. And I'll tell you, for, for a time, you know, I was down. I was struggling. Mm-hmm. I was depressed. And I had to get some help for myself. But that's that's okay because it's all part of that growth process. And And this isn't to say that you can't feel bad or you can't feel down and depressed when you're struggling with these things. And that's a normal human reaction. Um, but what you do about it makes all the difference. Well, and this goes back to the, the help, the, that community that we go on our journey with, mm-hmm. those people who are helping us. Because sometimes we feel like we're alone. We're going through something. It could be a, uh, something like a breakup or maybe not being able to pay a bill mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, whatever it is. Who knows? But we, when we normalize it, when we talk to somebody and we open them up and say, hey, look, I'm struggling with this. And they say, look, I struggle with that, too. Or I know this person who has. It helps us to process it because so many times we feel like we're the only person dealing with this. We're on an island by ourselves, and we find out that the person sitting next to you on the island is having the same struggles. Mm-hmm. And it just helps you feel so much better to walk with another person. So I think this amplifies your point. It, it, it's so true. And there's, uh, you know, taking it one step further, um, there's actually an organization. I think it's called Storytellers. Have you heard of this before? No. Um, it's specifically designed for folks to tell their stories of, of uh, trauma and recovery. And it's really cool. If you get a chance, look it up. I'm, I'm 99% sure it's called Storytellers. Um, well, we had one when I was deployed, and we had a number of people come forward who had suffered through just horrible, traumatic experiences. And some of them did go on to develop uh, post-traumatic stress. 
um, but many of them were there to talk about their their story of growth and recovery. And it was interesting because you could see that there were critical moments in their experience where they had to choose between um, impairment, recovery, or growth. And and before them, there were options, and it all had to deal with how they dealt with the situation. It didn't have to do with what was happening to them around them or what had already happened to them. They could choose if they were going to sustain a path that kept them impaired or that would allow them to recover and get back to you know, a, a semblance of you know, normalcy, what life had been like before this event, or they could come out of it even better than before. And each of these, these people chronicled their story, and they actually gave a number of these points that we've been talking about. That's amazing. This past weekend, I had an opportunity to do a wedding uh, for an airman. And what I talked about, and he's a gamer, and uh, that sometimes when we're growing ourselves and going through challenges in video games, that when you deal with a boss or some kind of difficulty, it helps you to grow and prepare for the next boss fight. Hmm. And I know this because Destiny 2, a video game, just came out. And (laughs) I tell you, there's a lot of boss fights. My point of it is, though, we grow. In that case, you grow uh, experience points. Mm -hmm. Well, for us, we grow experience points individually when we deal with challenges, when we change. It Hmm. grows us personally. So for some folks, especially many of our airmen who do game or are familiar with video games, to try to view the next challenge you have like a video game. Yeah. What would happen if you some raids in Destiny require people to go with you? You can't do them alone. You'll literally <laughs> not be successful. But when you have someone to go with them, you take action, you work together, you get through them, and then you grow and you get better because of the experience. So sometimes reframing life, and mm-hmm. of course, to be fair, this might sound extreme, but Elon Musk believes we're in kind of this artificial intelligence world right now (laughs) in a dream. And seriously, and to to me, these big thinkers think like this, like Elon Musk, hugely successful. Mm -hmm. Well, if he can think like that, you know, why not give it a go? Give it a go in your next challenge. Well, it's cool. I mean, whether that's real or not, it actually takes the the importance out of so many of these things that happen to us because none of it's real. And that's not to say we can just, you know, go wild or, or mm-hmm. anything, but, I mean, it, it really helps you to think about things from a different perspective, yeah. and, and that's a big part of what we're talking yeah. about. And sometimes just that reframing some difficult, very real things is almost in a third person. It helps so much to process. So... Um, I think we've we've done a pretty good job of covering this and beating them with lots of tough topics. And just to recap, you know, change is a normal thing. It's guaranteed that that things are going to come into our lives that throw us for a loop. You know, whether it's something that we didn't expect or something that runs contrary to our beliefs or a situation that puts you in in some kind of sense of danger or uh, threatens to harm your well-being. Um, what we you know, typically call a potentially traumatic experience. Whatever that, that disruptive change is, it's all about how you respond to it. So I encourage you to take action, to find your community, to tell your story, to reframe it as a growth opportunity, an opportunity to learn and to become better than, than you were before, and then uh, take care of yourself. Be compassionate with yourself. And these are all ways that you can um, effectively deal with, deal with change and even help others when they're going through, through probably a similar tough time later on. Outstanding. Well, I want to thank you for listening to The Pillars, the podcast of the 363rd ISR Wing of the United States Air Force. I'm Chaplain Jim Bridgham. And I'm Dr. Jerry Walker. Until next time, if you need us, please reach out to us on the global address list. And we want to thank you for what you do for our nation. With that, have a great day.